0: And welcome back to the Ford Taylor Talks Podcast. I'm Pat Williams, your host, Ford Taylor in the house. Ford, good morning. Good morning, P.W. How are you this fine morning? Ford, I'm doing well. We, uh, uh, You're a little under the weather. I've got a little allergy stuff going on. We probably don't even sound like ourselves. It's like uh, the Froggy and Miss Piggy happy hour going on here. <laughs> That's true. Uh,
1: <laughs> you probably couldn't have put that much better. You know, I, uh, I've been going pretty hard and gotten a little under the weather and uh, I was pretty sure it was a sinus infection, but some of my friends yesterday, please go get the COVID test. We thought we had a sinus infection and found out it was COVID. So I've been dealing with it for five days and I did finally go get the test. Thank goodness it was negative, but, uh, the sinus infection part was positive. So hopefully I'll get that knocked out here in a couple of days.
0: Or we don't make a habit of, um, saying dates or the day or the month of when we do our podcast, because we think our goal when we started uh, this adventure, as I like to call it, was to have every podcast stand on their own. But I think it's relevant uh, on this episode that you know we let folks know this is uh, first week of October in 2021. So as a reference point, they can really backtrack their own personal journey in the last year or 18 months.
1: I think that's a great idea, PW, especially on the subject this morning.
0: So, we usually don't pull words out of thin air, but uh, you've been asked and uh, you've probably nailed it on the head. And you want to talk about the word weary, W E A R Y, uh, how we get there, how we get out, what makes us uh, feel this way. So, without further ado, Board,
1: are you weary today? Well, you know, right this particular moment, I'm doing okay because you know we talk about distress and eustress, right? You know, good stress and bad stress. Distress wears us down. Um, uh, Eustress can can motivate us and maybe take some of the weariness out. So when we're doing these podcasts, uh, I normally get a little bit of eustress and it brings me up a little bit. So right this moment, I'm not weary, but uh, I have been over the last few weeks, and I've had a lot of people. Have been calling me and saying things like I've lost the pep in my step. Uh, I don't know what's going on, and and so uh, as I've gone through this myself a little bit, pretty much every time I respond with the question, "Are you feeling weary? Are you just tired? Is it, it, are you just doing so much for so long? Maybe we're doing too much." Uh, and it, and that's the word that when I throw it out there, people go, "You know what? That does describe what I'm feeling." And so the question is. Uh, Are we all going to go through that at times? I think the answer is yes, we are. But the bigger question is, how do we pull out of it? You know, because we can, you know, we get ourselves in trouble by uh, working a little too hard, uh, volunteering a little too much. You know, maybe we get overwhelmed with illness in our family. And and a lot of times when all those things are going on and and they intersect at one time uh, on a standalone basis, none of them are really problems. But when they all intersect, uh, they can wear it, can wear us down, and then we can lose the pep in our step. So, the real question is, how do we get out of it? Have you ever gone through that, PW?
0: Oh, yeah. Ford, I wanted to uh, define the word uh, first, and then uh, I will answer your question. So, weary feeling or showing tiredness, especially as a result of excessive exertion or lack of sleep. And then the verb, uh, version, caused to become tired. She was wearied by her persistent cough. So, uh, have i ever felt weary absolutely uh, this is a sunday morning late morning for you and i i made a uh 50-50 decision to attend the cincinnati bengals jacksonville jaguars game on thursday now i'm a busy guy and i say that with all you know humility i'm an entrepreneur um i I think the opposite of not being busy in uh, is broke. So I have maybe I have a skewed, <laughs> have a skewed uh, we'll, work, we'll work
1: on that later. Yeah, right, thank you.
0: So uh, I like to be busy. Uh, that is a tank filler for me. Is to be busy, but uh, this decision that I made to go down there uh, in in a very busy uh, season in my life. Turned out to be not good for the next couple of days. Number one, uh, the game uh, was an 820 start, which means it ended at midnight. Uh, Having a parking pass has a good news, bad news uh, answer. Good news is, Ford, you get to park under the stadium. Bad news, it takes an hour to get out of the stadium. That's a fact. So 12 o'clock became 1 a.m. I had a 90-minute ride home, and there was an accident on I-75. So Uh, as you know, I go to sleep 10, 30 is late for me. So, uh, I literally walk in my house after going to that football game at two 30 in the morning with a full schedule, uh, on Friday morning. So I can, um, I, I have real time, recent experience with the word weariness or being weary, but I don't experience it very often,
1: but I have recently. Yeah. And like I say, I think over and over again, I'm hearing that word a lot from people. And I think part of it could be, you know, last year, 2020, what we went through and, and the confusion of this year. But again, uh, when it's, it's when a lot of different things intersect, you know, and any of them on a standalone basis probably aren't a problem to us. But when a bunch of things kind of hit you all at once, and you're trying to get them all done, and then you add maybe a football game on top of, what's already going on, then uh, it can cause us to go there. And so this morning, I just thought maybe we'd talk a little bit about if any of our audience uh, is in it or has been in it or may experience in the future, uh, how to come out of it. Because like I told you before we started, uh, I've been in it a little bit and thankful for that because it's allowed me as my friends and coaching clients and people that call me mentor, whatever as is they've called and told me what they're going through, it's helped me to be able to to empathize, share in it with them, and then also uh, let them know what I'm doing uh, to have come out of it to a great degree uh, and still doing to continue to come out of it. So,
0: so Ford, uh, we always attach tools to each episode. So we're talking about being weary and we're talking about how to come out of it. So I'm going to let you Grab your magic, magic marker, the magic, magic marker, go to the whiteboard and let's talk a little bit about how you realized, uh, A, you were weary, how you plan or can plan to come out of it.
1: You know, and, and again, the tool that I go back to is called the VP Mosa, uh, you know, where I've, I've written out uh, the vision for life. Uh, which is what are we going to accomplish? That's the V. The P is why. Why are we doing it? The M is what I call the mission. What are we willing to do that others may not be willing to do to accomplish that? And then underneath that, we have the O, the S, and the A, which are objectives, strategies, and action plans to move us toward accomplishing that vision. Uh, And of course, you know, we start before that and we say, you know, write your tombstone your obituary or eulogy, and the values you would have to live uh, for people to say that about you when you die or see your tombstone and say uh, that was that person. And so we say, do those three steps, then do the BPM, and then do the OSA. And what happens often when we move into a time of tiredness or weariness, it's because what I call our OSA gets out of whack our objectives, strategies, and actions that are moving us towards that vision. Uh, and, and so I recommend to people, which I'm I do a lot and and I'm really doing it right now because of all of these things that have intersected over the last two or three months from you know close friends dying, um, mom and mom-in-law in nursing homes or assisted living, what's going on with them, you know, brother with blood clots, uh, son-in-law with a swollen heart, daughter with Lyme. Uh, t- typical, just regular clients, you know, regular busy. Uh, you know, when you come in, volunteer time, you know, all those things, uh, all of them on a standalone or probably even 80% of them standalone or even combined are not a big problem. But if we hit that point, the tipping point, all of a sudden our gas tanks start getting empty. We, we start feeling empty. And when that starts happening, uh, tiredness kicks in and uh, we feel weary. And so a couple of tools I want to talk about today is on those objectives, uh, on what we're going to accomplish. And we say over the next 12 to 18 months that when we have those in balance, we probably aren't as tired. And so I I recommend to people to, to draw a graph on a piece of paper and break that graph into four categories. And in one category, I call family. In another quadrant, write the word work or income producing. In another category, uh, write the word health. And then under health, write the word mental, emotional, physical. And for many of us, for me, I write the word spiritual. So I break my health down into four categories mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual. And then in the fourth quadrant, write the word community or volunteer time. And so If you'll break those categories down and your objectives are basically broken down around those four quadrants, you'll find that when those four are in balance is usually when we're in peace. That's where we're at peace. We feel pretty good. We're probably resting pretty well. Now, balance does not mean 25%, 25%, 25%, 25%. It means balance based on wherever we are in that season of life. And so, if we're young and we've got young children, uh, <clears throat> more than likely, our community quadrant, our volunteer time would be less because we would want to spend more family time. Uh, as you know, I did have three children, and the way I combined those two quadrants was I did a lot of coaching of their sports. And so, I could put that in my family quadrant as well as in my community or volunteer quadrant. And so, I didn't feel like I was taking away from family when I was coaching the sports, and I still felt like I was giving back to the community. So I'm just using that as an example. But when those four quadrants get out of balance, in other in words, if we get really heavy in the work quadrant and we're not balanced with our family and our health, uh, we can get weary. We can we can get tired uh, if we're overdoing it in family. you know, a lot of vacations, a lot of time off, and all of a sudden. Uh, the workload gets behind. Well, then we can get overwhelmed or tired or weary uh, based on those coming in combination. And so what I found is that when all those are, again, they're in balance, you know, we're exercising, uh, which means we're probably in fairly good shape mentally and emotionally and and spiritually because our health is better when we're getting some exercise, then it helps those other quadrants stay in balance. Uh, In the example, I would use PW. Probably what got me here is I got asked to do something uh, on a volunteer basis uh, that really has some national ramifications. And had they been calling me and asking me to take them on as a client, uh, as a consultant, I would have said, I can get to you in four to six months. You know, I said, I've, got to, I've got to get some things off my plate. And if, once I get these offloaded, I'll take this on. But because of what it was, I went ahead and took it on. And felt and still believed I was supposed to take it on. But what I didn't see coming was when I took it on, I didn't see all these other things that were about to come down the pike. You know, the deaths of close friends, the health issues uh, with some of my family, uh, my own overdoing it, you know, and and causing my body to go into um, some disarray and, uh, and ultimately a sinus infection. And so, Uh, even when I took it on, I knew it was too much. I felt like I was supposed to. Uh, The problem is I didn't offload other things fast enough. And so I'm in the process now of offloading some things out of these other quadrants so I can uh, spend the amount of time needed in that particular one that I've done. So just share this with people to say that, you know, we all go through these times and uh, if anybody tells you they don't, well, please tell them to give me a call. I could use a mentor, and, uh, <laughs> and I think we all—I think we all do them sometimes to ourselves. Ford,
0: I think the one quadrant that um, I put a very dark, thick square around the health quadrant, where you said uh, to subtitle mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual. I mean, just on the mental and emotional side. Um, some easy fixes would be turn off your social media would be um, read positive things, read some positive books, uh, turn the news off. Uh, and then obviously, the exercise piece, you know, it's probably the easiest thing you could do from an intentionality standpoint is to go exercise for 30 minutes to an hour a day the overall benefits uh, on your brain and on your body are proven, uh, not a conspiracy theory at all. But I think that quadrant could cause the most uh, pain
1: and pressure on someone being in that state of weariness. Yeah, because uh, most of the time for us to exercise, we need to be motivated. Well, if we're weary, guess what? We're not motivated. So you've got to flip the thinking there and say I've got to go exercise even if I don't feel like it, because that very thing is gonna flip me back into being motivated. So a second tool let's talk about real quick, P.W., because you really lean towards it just now. because uh, you know for me personally, uh, I try to do five to six miles on the elliptical, you know five to seven days a week. Uh, when I'm not traveling, I pretty much do it every day when I am traveling. I still try to get some in, but I have to be careful because if I'm doing, you know, 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. when I'm on the road with clients, you know, adding the exercise could be a problem more than a benefit. So you have to, we have to all uh, keep those in balance. But the other tool I recommend people to do uh, to get it to connect to these four quadrants is what we call the gas tank emptier and gas tank filler T chart. So write it, uh, draw a T chart on a piece of paper and on one, right, on one side, write filler. And on the other side, write emptier and make a list of the things that fill you up, that motivate you, that that keep you going. And then uh, write a list of the things that empty you. Now, these are people on both sides, places, activities, things, foods. Uh, And so if reading, for example, is a tank filler, pull some time off to read. That's not a filler for me. Uh, For other people, it's a big filler you know one of my fillers, as you know pw i like to help people i mean i and so uh, when i was really dealing with the lyme disease really really bad when they told me i would never be back to over 50 percent, because it's called chronic debilitating lyme um, i mean i got really bad as you know and my wife came to me and she says honey what makes you feel good and i told her a couple of things that i wouldn't want to admit publicly but i also told her that um, you know helping other people and even in the depths of feeling the way I felt, she said, that Why don't we, even though the doctors are telling you to slow down, why don't we pick a couple hours a day and you do some mentoring and helping people? Because that's the, that's the one or two hours you feel good. And so uh, once we figured out it was Lyme disease, we were able to do something about it. But my point is, write that list, emptiers and fillers, and, and don't be afraid to write them down and then go apply that to the quadrants i just told you about okay and see if you can pull yourself out of the tiredness or the weariness these tools are great even if you're not tired or weary they might they might help you not get there Um, but if you can if you can spend time wherever the the tank filler needs filling whether it's family work help, or volunteer time and then if you find that you're spending too much time in one of these areas that that's what's emptying you, then all of a sudden the adjustments become a lot easier to make because you're looking at them right there in your own riding.
0: For the issue of mental health, I know is uh, it, it man it just it just keeps growing. Uh, the awareness keeps growing. Um, yeah, you know, I believe the the athletes that have had the courage to come forward and share their personal struggles uh, with mental health has really helped a lot of people. And I think that to me is the hardest one to adjust and adapt to or with, I don't even know what I'm saying, uh, on, on how to fix it, but man, that to me, that's one that people
1: maybe not even know that they're experiencing that. Yeah. P.W. I know you've heard me talk about a speech I gave over 20 years ago. Uh, that talked about this issue uh, because you know i I held a gun in my hand at one point i've been to the bridge of the river uh, and i was so depleted i was so hopeless i had no doubt in my mind it's illogical as i look back on it but there was no doubt in my mind that this world would be better off if i weren't in it especially sandra and the girls now and they all know this i mean they all know about it but yeah that's the that's a hard one to come out of And if, and I'm, and I said back then that if we don't step up and and share our stories as leaders, if people don't talk about this, because I knew what it felt like to feel that alone and to feel that there was no hope, that you're the only one that's ever been there. And because of that, the shame that comes with it, you don't tell anybody. And so I would go into my office and cry for 10 minutes, get my act together, and then go back to work. Then two hours later, back in my office crying and, basically on the edge of a, what people would call a nervous breakdown, but ended up holding the gun. And I said back then that if we don't deal with this issue, we'll find a place in our country that it won't just be people going through a midlife crisis in their 40s or 50s. It'll be younger people in their 30s, and their 20s. It'll happen in college, in high school, and eventually elementary kids will take their own lives. And after I gave that talk, I got corrected by someone and said, you don't possibly believe that elementary school kids could take their own lives. I said, I'm telling you, if we don't deal with this, that's where we're headed. And thank goodness, like you said, more and more and more people are now coming out. And when they do come out and share their story around this, it gives hope to those people who might be going through it, that you can get on the other side. And as you know, PW, a whole lot of what we do with TL transformational leadership, um, if you like to read, you know the, the book that, that I wrote might help a little bit. But, um, but a lot of what we do is really based on some of those experiences uh, that I had, whether it was success and in, in growing, growing a huge company or the failures uh, and the results of those failures and those successes. So yeah if you're out there and you're feeling that depleted, that that low that weary. Please know there's hope. There's someone talking to you right now that's had that gun in their hand. And there is hope. But you got to tell somebody to get help. It's hard to deal with on your own.
0: Ford, I want to make sure that uh, there could be a simple solution to this. Uh, Not an easy solution. (laughs) No question. (laughs) But You know, as we go back to the definition of of weary, uh, lack of sleep, you know, a rested mind uh, will perform better. A rested body will perform better. So, if you're not sure why you're weary, this this is an easy thing to check. You
1: you have to check your rest. You have to check your sleep. No question. And, you know, I don't know if you know this, PW, but as we get older, naturally, we start losing some of the natural things that are in our body, okay? And one of the natural things that goes away is melatonin. That's what causes our eyebrows to stick up. I mean, that's what causes us to grow that extra hair. And so if our melatonin is low, there's nothing wrong with taking what I call a natural melatonin. It's available at the stores, there's no chemicals in it, there's no drugs in it, but that can help a person who may not be sleeping, sleep better. Uh, you know there are people out there that you know there's CBD oil out there that has no drugs in it. There's no marijuana in it. It's not dangerous, but it can relax the body and and help it sleep better. So <clears throat> if if people can afford it, there are some some natural things you can do to help yourself sleep. And and I, I can tell you, um, when when Lyme disease kicks in on me, I mean it can it can affect your brain, which now affects your emotions. Uh, which now affects you physically. So mentally, you know, your mind can go places. And so, yeah, that's sleep, as you said, and exercise. Uh, Because the other thing that gets depleted is our serotonin. And one way to get our serotonin back, which you can also take naturally, but one way to build that back up is through sleep and exercise. But but some people have more going on than just that. And they might want to, don't be afraid to get help.
0: Forward, I think one of the most uh, underrated uh, activities uh, in the history of mankind is uh, the catnap. You know, it's that 10 or 15 minutes where you turn your phone off. Like, is there anything that could happen in the next 15 minutes that you couldn't handle
1: on minute 16 or forward? Well, you know, you one know? Of the things, it's interesting that you say that uh, because one of the ways I found actually balance weight. This is crazy. You ready? As as you've heard the old saying, after lunch, rest a while, after dinner, walk a mile. I mean, there's something to that. And so if you can get just a little bit of rest, whether you want to call it a cat nap or just shut down for 15 minutes, Uh, but the cat nap's great. But yeah, uh, you might just write that down because I've seen people actually be able to lose and maintain their weight with that little simple formula. After lunch, rest a while after dinner, walk them out.
0: That's good stuff. Ford, we're, uh, we both have felt a little weary in the last few weeks. So, uh, we were, uh, speaking from personal experience, uh, but, but rest, uh, TFA, uh, check your quadrants, uh, go to those gas tank fillers and empty your T-charts, reassess those. That's not something you write. And then those are, the uh, ingrained Ten Commandments in the stone, you can go back and change those around, delete and add, move them around. Something that might've been a tank filler could be a tank emptier now.
1: That's right. You know What do we say? Your biggest asset can be your biggest liability. Well, all of a sudden that thing that fills your tank, you might be doing so much of it that now it's emptying your tank. And I, I think I can be guilty of that sometimes for sure.
0: Lord, thank you so much for uh, helping us all get lit helping us to uh, continue to love and influence and transform the people we lead, our families, our communities, our workplaces. Uh, this is
1: the Ford Taylor Talks podcast. Ford, take us out of here. You know, P.W., one of the biggest things that we, we haven't talked a lot about on this podcast, but one of the biggest things is forgiveness. Uh, you know, I tell people, if you forgive others, you will feel forgiven. And if you don't have the ability to forgive others, you may not feel forgiven. And so one of the best ways you can fill your tank and get your life in balance, one of those is the things, all those things we've been talking about absolutely help. But if you happen to also be a person that's not very forgiving, learn to be forgiving. Because when you do that and you start feeling forgiven, you start feeling loved. And I got news for you. When you feel loved, Being able to love and forgive others unconditionally becomes a cakewalk. And that's why the whole name of this podcast is this all learn to love in ways that we've never loved before. Because when we love that way and forgive that way, our influence goes through the roof and leadership is about influence. And when we do have that kind of influence, not just on others, but also on ourselves. And for some of us, that influence goes with God. But then we learn to love, influence. And then what happens to us and people around us? Transformation. So let's don't forget, continue to love, influence, transform. Thank you for listening to this episode of Ford Taylor Talks. For more information and resources to help you love, influence, and transform, please visit FordTaylorTalks.com.